Hey everyone, welcome back to Hyphen in Hollywood, Hyphen Magazine's entertainment podcast. I'm your host, Christian Ting. Today, I'm joined by writer, director, and Blackpink superfan, Emily Tira, the writer and director of the upcoming short, Soul Food. A big foodie with big feelings, Emily is passionate about telling stories that make you think a little and feel a little. She was born and raised in Bangkok, Thailand, before moving to LA to pursue a career in entertainment. Prior to working in creative development over at Blue Marble Pictures, Emily worked in the motion picture lit department at CAA after graduating early from LMU SFTV in production. Emily, happy new year, and it's great to have you. Happy new year. Thank you for having me. That Blackpink shout out is actually the highlight of my biography. <laughs> Obviously, I've had the joy of covering a lot of passion projects on this podcast, and your short Soul Food is no exception. Can you tell us how the story came to be and why did you need to tell the story now? Well, actually, there are so many different versions of Soul Food that I initially wrote. Um, the idea initially came to me when I was examining one of my earliest childhood memories. And that was a memory of, my, um, of me at my grandmother's funeral. And for some reason, that memory really stuck with me. And it was just me as a child and my my nanny bringing me up to the coffin to knock on the coffin to say hi to my grandma. And that that's like the whole memory. And for some reason, I was so captivated by that memory because I think it was genuinely one of the first fully formed long-term memory in my mind. And it was so rich in my family tradition that I think it really informed my identity as a person, not even just like a storyteller. So I started playing around with that idea of like maybe setting something in a funeral and like playing around with my heritage of like I'm Thai Chinese. So the funeral is really, it's a conflation of two very different cultures, but it's what my family is and who I am as a person. So I started thinking about, you know, different stories I can set at that funeral and I'm really interested in magical realism as a genre. So I initially wrote a short about a little girl and the spirit of her grandma kind of like talking about life and death and this girl grasping the idea of the afterlife or the next life for the first time, just like how I did in that funeral. But then I went home um, to Thailand during the summer because my aunt passed away. And so I kind of went home to take care of my cousins who are like 12 and 14 and 17, who they're just, they're children. And so I kind of started thinking about um, the ideas of like goodbyes and things left unsaid, especially in a relationship that is a little bit, you know, like no parent relationship is perfect. There's always going to be things that you don't say to your parents that you really wanted to say. Um, and the idea that, like what I, I started asking myself this question, like what if you had a second chance of seeing someone that's really close to you and having that opportunity to say everything you wanted to say to them? Could you even say those things? If you had that opportunity, can we even can we can we reach a point of closure where it's like, yep, that's it. Like that's all I wanted to say to you. I'm good. That's it. Is it humanly possible and is it, you know, like is it what we need? as closure. And so that story about a little girl and a grandma, 
morphed into I aged the girl up and I aged the grandmother down so that it turned into a little girl and grandma to a woman and her mother. So it's kind of like a reflection of my relationship with me and my mom. And so I started exploring that's that's kind of like I started exploring the question through that framework. That's how the film came about. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing and I'll just say that the the pantheon of mother or daughter stories is vast and often heartbreaking in accessing a real definitive plane of emotion in dynamics that I think we can all relate to on a universal level. So, I love to know about some of the films or TV show inspirations that you drew from in creating this narrative and the story. Yeah, um I have multiple cre- creative inspirations. There's like a a genre inspiration, a world inspiration, and a story inspiration. So I'll tell you about all three. Um I'll start with the story. Um because the mother the I think the the holy grail of mother-daughter relationship movies is Ladybird, obviously, cuz that that was like the one that made everyone call their mom. That was the movie for me. Um I really loved how Greta Gerwig painted the imperfect relationship between Lady Bird and her mother. I think that's kind of that's kind of like a, the most authentic way that I've felt a mother-daughter relationship has been portrayed on screen because it's so messy. And that's that's all the family relationships I've known in my life. It's it's messy. And so I kind of drew a lot of like quiet love loving moments between those two characters and infused that into my story. That's one story that really inspired, you know, the characters and the relationships I want to explore in the film. But the other two inspirations are more kind of like aesthetic, world-building or genre inspiration. So I I watched a lot of Miyazaki films growing up. I think because he had such a a courageous and just outrageous view and optimism on the world and that is infused in not in only his characters but the world he builds as well. So for me Spirited Away mm-hmm. is like the the closest comp to like the aesthetic I'm trying to build in Soul Food. I think the world that the night market scene in Spirited Away um it bring it that scene in particular brings a lot of energy to the world that it feels very visually enticing and in that scene we're in a place that's in between the our world and the spirit world and there's an atmosphere that is so unique that i want to try to recreate in soul food where the noodle shop is is the place where our main character fa and her mother comes to the soul of her mother i should say come to have a conversation before she leaves for her next life. And that noodle shop, I wanted to have that sense, that magical sense that that night market scene in Spirit Away had. So that's kind of like a aesthetic inspiration for me. Um and the last inspiration I would say would be the genre inspiration um by our love I like our lovely Thai director Apichat Pong's work in My Uncle Boonmi. Um that piece of work is such an iconic magical realist piece especially in Thai cinema and i love the way he straddles you know like unique you know, he he really straddles like a good blend of fantasy and reality and 
creates a unique flavor of magical realism that feels grounded yet ambitious and it's it's something that i want to try to emulate it's i've always been fascinated in magical realism like not just mm-hmm. in film but in literature as well and i i really pull from his work in soul food so those i think those are the three inspirations um that i draw for soul food it's good company to be around for sure and just in reflecting about the night, night market scene and spirited away i couldn't help but just reflect on how food is being filmed and selfishly being a foodie myself yes it's yeah. rich it's looking colorful. for some good some good shots yeah exactly yeah it's <laughs> vibrant it's really full of life even though it's a place that spirits live and it's it's something that i really love and i want to kind of emulate in the film i love it speaking of life and life in a lot of ways put on hold and life altered you know sort of indefinitely what were some of your personal realizations that you made during the pandemic? I'm speaking as if we're out of it in any sense, because we're clearly not. Uh, And how did those reflections that you had personally kind of inform your direction of the short and the things that you wanted to convey? Um, That's a really good question. I, uh, I was stuck in LA during the pandemic. My job is here. I, I work here, but the rest of my family is back in Thailand. And so I think the distance the yearning of being back with my family was really potent during the pandemic. And so what I realized is like time is really precious and the things we say to our loved ones, they're, those are the most precious things you can have. And when you're away from your family for that long, that's, that's what you, re- and you know, growing up and stuff, and you kind of, these are the things you realize in a, as an adult that these are really important things. And I think, that really guided my view on how I wrote the story because I really, the main theme of the film is things that are left unsaid and the things that you kind of should have said in when you're, when you're with your loved ones, you never know when you're going to lose your loved ones. And so I think the pandemic re- and I'm sure it's, there's been so much loss during the past two years that I'm sure there's a, a list, like a mountain of things that are left unsaid between people who loved each other. And so I think with this film, I really, and for me as a human being, I kind of want to tell those around me that say what you want to say when you have the time. Yeah. It's, I feel like it functions as, as a as sort of this lever of empathy that anyone who has experienced loss, whether it be on a substantial, impactful level or something that's deeply local, can find some like application in, in, in what that is and you know I think a lot of times people look to art as a function of therapy as well and I think when you have it sort of interposed in such a personal direction it can't help but like access something that's deeply universal so um speaking of like you know very personal intrinsic things what I'm, I'm always curious like what does a, an authentic Thai American story mean to you and what elements of your heritage and your transnational experience do you hope to inundate within the short I think authenticity is a really interesting question. It, how do you validate authenticity, you know, when it comes to cultural experiences, right? For me, if I were to answer that question, what is authentic to you, your upbringing, your family, your life, who you are as a person, that's authentic. And I think that our culture is so sensitive to um, policing each other on what is and what isn't. 
And for me, my experience growing up in Thailand, my story, my family, that's authentic. And so even the inspiration for the story started with the, it, the kernel of the story started with my earliest memory in my, in, in my childhood. And sometimes I kind of think about how, you know, I'm Thai Chinese and like our funeral rituals are kind of like um, opposing one another because I grew up like a Thai Buddhist. So we, we, we understand, you know, like my family's a dichotomy. The Buddhist side believes in reincarnation, but some of the funeral rituals that are left from our Chinese heritage only celebrates the afterlife. And so you're ushering a soul into the afterlife. And that culminates in in my family, culminates in a really messy and confusing ritual because you're like, we'll see you in the next life, but also here's a ritual to take you to the afterworld. And you know, some Chinese people might look at this and be like, wait, that's wrong. That's also really confusing. And that doesn't seem authentic to their experience. Or sometimes would look at the look would look at the funerals and be like, that's like a conflation of two really confusing traditions. But for me, that's my identity. It is confusing. It is messy. But that's what, you know, intersectionality is. That's my life. And so it's authentic to me. It's authentic to my family. So I would say it, it's up to whoever is voicing that story and that character and that world. Make sure it's authentic to you. Because if it's authentic to you, somehow it will be universal. Because if you try to make your story something that's not, you know, birth in the heart of the storyteller, then I think that it loses its authenticity. Yeah. Just kind of sitting with the story too, you know, having known about it for some time, I think it's easy to like perceive this type of setting, this type of tone as potentially morbid or dark. But I personally found that there was almost like a transformational element of death that the story kind of, you know, suggests in the way that it can access, you know, a plane and an awareness around things that feel unresolved and how, like you said, the opportunity for that type of empathy and that type of chance to just convey what you're feeling can help be in many ways this transformational closure. So um, that's that's a, that's a component of the story that I, I really found like myself being very captivated by um, in sort of its progression. And that kind of leads me to sort of like the crux of the question that I'm sure myself as well as our viewership is, is very keen on knowing is, Emily, how can we support this film and bring your vision to life? Oh, thank you. Um, we're my team and I are currently in pre-production right now. We're prepping to shoot in February, so we're in the most fun phase of making movies, raising the money. Um, our Kickstarter launched a couple of weeks ago, and we have around like a week or so left of our campaign. I'm not sure, but you can. I'm sure there's a description. You can click on the link below to our campaign. Um, we would love people who feel connected to the story and what we're trying to do with soul food to amplify our campaign and donate to the campaign so that we can greet light production by February. Awesome. We'll be sure to have all links and requisite details uh, available for our viewership to click and support. And so Emily, it goes without say that we've appreciated your time as well as your consideration and thoughtfulness in regards to bringing a story that is personal as this to life. So on behalf of Hyphen, I want to thank you for stopping by and 
and sharing your story as well as your feels. Thank and you, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, and we can't wait to see Soul Food. Good luck, and happy directing. Thank <laughs> you.